This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, movie fans, Dimitri Panos here from Anatomy of Movie Popcorn Talk Network, where today we're doing something really special a watch along of the 1979 classic Alien. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Hey, folks, so how many out there are excited for Alien Covenant? I am, and uh, we just figured it would be such a great idea to go back to the past to see where it all started, and that is why uh, we are going to do a watch-along of the 1979 horror science fiction classic, Alien. Bursting onto the scene uh, in just a little bit will be my awesome, wonderful co-host, Marissa. And just to give you uh, just a quick thumbnail sketch, a little bit of history about Alien itself before we start. 1979, uh, 20th Century Fox was having a modicum of success with science fiction movies. They were being run by a gentleman by the name of Alan Ladd, who he himself has had some great success with science fiction movies. Like you may have heard of a movie called uh, Star Wars. Uh, and then later on, uh, Blade Runner. So these are all Alan Ladd movies. And uh, 20th Century Fox was really into science fiction when this script came along, uh, which really turned the hail, uh, turned the heads of science fiction and brought it into the horror genre. Uh, and they made some tweaks, uh, which have forever been replicated in other kinds of horror movies. So we're going to talk about that. And also... I'm going under the thesis because I want you to look at Aliens in a different way. I want you to look at not only just as a suspense thriller movie and a horror movie, but as a film noir. And film noir being defined as a, a film marked by mood of pessimism, fatalism, and menace. And we're going to show you how Alien fits that, that, that uh, description, that definition to a T. So, get the Alien... From the quadrilogy here, this is the most important part because not only are we doing 1979 Alien, we're going to be doing the theatrical release when Ridley Scott re-edited some scenes into the movie. And it can be found in this quadrilogy. This, uh, it's amazing, this Alien anthology. And in 2003, he released an amazing director's cut that has some extended scenes, new scenes. And they're amazing. We're going to talk about some of those scenes. So we want you to get queued up because what's awesome is Ridley Scott himself is going to introduce the movie to you and to us. And it's pretty cool. So if you have the Blu-ray and or on DVD, pop it in now. Get to where Ridley Scott is just about to say his first words. That's frame zero. 
And once you're there, I'm going to do a countdown. I'll go from five and I'll count backwards. And then I'll just say, just push play. So are we all ready? Because I can't wait to do this watch long. I hope you are very excited as well. So why don't we start? Your Blu-ray DVD is in. So it hit the director's cut 2003 version. You're ready? At the count of five. Let me get my remote. Four. Thanks, Marissa. Three, two, one. Just push play. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm excited for Alien. Me too. Me too. Admittedly, I've only seen Alien in its entirety maybe once in my life. Really? Yeah. That's wow. It. I did a lot of prep for this. <laughs> and I I've watched it a bunch of times. The Dark Space. The Dark Space. The, 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 this is a great, amazing opening. Um, that sets up some of the menace that I talked about, some of the feeling of dread and mood and pessimism, because now we're actually going through the rings of the planet LV-426 before this opens, which I always found is really cool. And then the way that the alien title card like slowly appears on screen up at the top, it's pretty cool. Um, if you're if you've watched or you want to, the commentary of this will tell you that the original title card that they had set up for this, Marissa, mm -hmm. they actually had it that were it was skin and bones, skin and bones, skin and bones, and then yeah, Ridley Scott and team decided to go a more classic route, which I think was the right way to go. Yeah, with and the look way at alien. the alien. Yeah, um, the, just the the typography on just yeah. uh, such little rectangles right um it really plays with that gestalt theory of yeah fill in the gaps and then of course with the jerry goldsmith score underneath it really sets up something foreign and alien that we may or may not encounter and i think the slow opening definitely yeah. like sets the tone of how the whole film is going to play out absolutely like a slow type of burn absolutely this is ridley scott's second film 
You know, he was fifth in line to direct this. <laughs> Many <laughs> others dropped out. He wasn't. I think this was like a good film for him, especially with the the response of this. Film. Perfect. Definitely helped launch his career. Yeah. Twenty million tons of mineral ore. It's a lot. What I what I like about this is what it, it sets up is a it's a really big ship, and b we're talking like miners like these are miners our characters they're they're blue collar workers. This obviously ever since Star Wars and the flyover with the Star Destroyer, this is what Ridley's accomplishing here. Also, too, you can see it. This is a model. Like no CG in this like movie. The practical yeah, it's good practical effects. Big fan of this opening uh, montage here. I sort of call it the backwards version of, of of the ending of Halloween, where it cuts to the various locations in which we're tainted by evil. That being Michael Myers. Here, Ridley Scott is giving us a bit of a geography of the ship where a lot of the action dialogue is going to take place. Yeah, it definitely allows you to, to get the feel of the scope of the, the environment that they're in and the, you know, the spatial awareness Absolutely. of how small it actually mm-hmm. is. And it's a set. It's like a practical working set, Those are which is cool. But notice there's like no music. Like there's yep. just a little bit of music yep. left, but no dialogue. Also, it folks, takes a while. It uh, you should know, folks, too, that on this Blu-ray they do have an isolated score track that you can just listen and pop in and listen to the score. It's Jerry Goldsmith, the man's genius. Where is everybody? That is it's very question. quiet. Silence is yep. deafening. Yep. Even look at the computer graphics. Yeah. How I feel that's a bit dated now. Then we got something going on. We have some semblance of a transmission. Things are starting to turn on in the ship. People are starting to wake up. James Cameron in Aliens did his homage uh, as well. Uh, He did a very similar uh, uh, montage of scenery in the ship. I love the negative air coming out as we're coming into the... uh, suspended animation of the pods. And also air just like kind of gives that semblance of life. Yeah. Right. And which is, you know, this movie right now at this state is full of life until later. One of my favorite shots and scenes is coming up here. There's a nice dissolve. And it is that we got light. Even back then, I mean, you have to imagine 79, yeah. like these pods probably looked very futuristic. Now, this is important because at the end of the movie, I'm going to throw out a question. There's a big debate. 
but watch his arm. Just up in the air. Yep, watch how he just slings his arm back. It's going to be important because I'm going to bring this up later on in the movie, towards the end. I love that dissolve. Love that. Get the symmetry yep. on both sides. Three equal, six equal pods, three on each. John Hurt was uh, Hurt was brought in at the very last minute as well. Uh, he replaced an actor Hurt. who uh, who fell ill on the first day of filming, and he couldn't come back. He had to go to the hospital. Oh, no. So they called him up. <laughs> they said, "Hey, are you available?" He goes, "Okay." Well, John Hurt's great. <laughs> he is. Uh, rest in peace. Yes. Um, he has an amazing voice. He does, doesn't yeah, he? I love his voice. All right. So now we meet our crew around the mess hall, of course. Harry Dean. Yeah, that Koto, who I always remember from Live and Let Die. Such a small crew. Get a cat up in space. The cat. Suspended animation. Yeah. Yeah. And popcorn. Yeah, and notice who uh, is very quick to hear uh, that beep and tell mm -hmm. the captain of the ship basically what to do. I like this is a very 2001-ish, uh, oh, yeah. you know, especially the room he's about to go into. You have your data cards. Tom Skerritt, really nice guy. Oh, you met him? Uh, when I worked on Contact, oh, super, excellent. like, super nice. That's a cool room. It's an awesome like. room, and it, it, it has life of its own. Listen to her breathe, and it's called Mother. Mother. Kind of looks like, like a, a honeycomb, you know? Yeah. Just a little bit. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. And, uh, again, it, this is set up where these are blue-collar, like, they're workers, they're miners, getting ore, uh, you know. They're just there on and, a... <clears throat> now, going to our film more thing. This is really interesting. They're trying to figure out where they are. They think they're home or coming to Earth. That's why they're awakened. Earth. They don't know. Yeah. Little do they know. There we go. Yeah. Now, if you're going film more, if you. It's not necessary to have a detective in a film noir. Well, Double indemnity. You always have indemnity. to have someone who's the, like, the smart could. person in the room. And that's Ripley. 
is somewhat your detective. She's the one that start, tries to piece things together. And she's the first one to notice that's not our system. Well, she asks all the questions that the audience are mm-hmm. asking. You know. She's the voice of reason, I imagine. So they're saying there's a very gritty look to this, much like Star Wars is very dusty, dirty, mm-hmm. grimy. Adds to the grittiness yeah, of the feel. Absolutely. Sigourney oh, has great That's voice a great too. question. Veronica Cartwright. Yeah, she was in The Birds, this woman. The Birds! That's a great film, too. We should great film. That. Absolutely. Now, these are your ops guys. People that fix things. That's cool. I know. Don't know. you have the doubters and the civilians What's interesting is that that is coming from Ash, and also Mother diverted us. So there is a transmission, and uh, they're purposely diverted. Poor crew. By Mother. What's great about Alien is it planted this seed. This, this, this subplotting of the company and stuff wasn't even in the original script, okay? They put it in there, and because of that, that's something that has clouded each of the movies, including the prequels, because it's always been about the company, Waylon Yatani. And had they kept it out, I don't know how the franchise would have worked out without this corporate greed, so to speak, theme. Uh, I feel like you have to set up, you know, people to to always like resist because mm-hmm. 
therefore cause a conflict in the right. drama. Planetoid? Has anyone done like the you calculations? Can walk I'm sorry. Has anyone like done the calculations of the numbers? It's like, would this actually be accurate, scientifically accurate? They were going for partial accuracy. Partial. Um, they just figure if we say it, we make it believable. We're fine. And then like suspend your disbelief after. Now this is something too. Back in '79, these graphics were cool. But what's great is the editing here. And I'll show you, I'll point it out in a second. And that's the planet right there that we opened up on with the title card. A great shot that Ridley Scott has used in Prometheus. And it looks like Alien Covenant even has a similar small ship, vast location. Now here's here's this. So we're rolling, we're rolling. No CGI here. It's all practical models. Yeah. <laughs> I love this roll. I watch this cut. Boom. We're seeing the ship yeah. roll along with it. Love that. Good cut on action. If anything, Ridley Scott is a visual director. Absolutely. He's very precise in what he wants. I think Ridley Scott, like, he takes mm -hmm. his time to set up a shot. Yes. Storyboards. He was that. an art director, so he knows how to draw. So he story, storyboards everything out, even in the digital world. Yeah, he's a visual, yep. visualizer. Mm -hmm. Give him that. Some Not a great sign. I'm sorry. Some slight turbulence. Slight turbulence. <laughs> Ian Holm still looks the same. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he aged pretty consistently. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's had, he has a library of movies, too, oh, Ian Holm, yeah. right? Definitely. I love that. Even the sound design. Yeah. Sounds heavy. 
It does. <laughs> it sounds gritty. Like a world you should not be on yep. right now. This model as well? Yep. Oh, something down. interesting to note. This isn't shaky cam. They actually had set guys at the bottom of the chairs <laughs> jiggling Shaking the chairs them. to a point where some of the actors were like, would you knock it the hell off? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Not the best landing. Already things aren't turning out yeah, for our like, hap hapless. That's a clear indication you sh probably shouldn't <laughs> be there. It's a great yeah. start. <laughs> Notice the lighting, too. Again, I like the about. blue. It's pretty blue. Which James Cameron adopted as his own. <laughs> I call it the Cameron blue. Even Prometheus had a bluish hidden mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Not the nicest place to touch down on. Dr. Crush in the live chat says, this is such a great film. Yeah, we agree. Oh, nice. That's it the is. reason why we're doing it. That's right. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> and it is a good film. It is a good film. And we're glad that you agree. And uh, hopefully it excites you. And hopefully Alien Covenant's good. Oh, nice. Mother. <laughs> it's interesting that they gave a, com a computer, like a humanistic element, mother, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And in, it's, it's not only that, but the term mother, nurturing. So it's supposed to watch out for these people in a sense. The lighting, too, and the shadowing. <laughs> Swap. Ugh. 
harsh noise. Now, here's a first glimpse where something's not completely right with this Mr. Ash. <laughs> Sucking himself up. Yeah, and and it's also interesting to note that he's the one overseeing uh, these three going off. It's a harsh environment that oh, they're walking yeah. into. These helmets, uh, these are all practical, made for the movie. Uh, the gloves are hockey gloves, huh. heavily painted, that. which made it very hard for them to I bend. <laughs> <clears throat> and the packs, you're, pretty soon you'll see... Uh, to, to, oh, look at to, that hint of red. The hint of And the it, it, it'll 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 simulate breathing. And it was actually like CO two. Hi hi yeah, uh, you're all gonna die. <laughs> so. Do you think he knows that though? I'm sorry. Do you think you know like he's thinking? Oh, this is dangerous. Ash. Should, yeah. Ash. Oh yeah, Ash. Like he knows that. Ash knows everything. Well. Yeah. It'll be revealed, but it's how it's revealed. That's great. (laughs) That's foreshadowing. (laughs) Yep. what's great about that scene too is it really sets up Ripley as being I'm not taking shit from you guys you're you're doing this you're getting this done okay this is the crew she has to deal with. So as I was saying, there's, uh, you'll see puffs of wisps of smoke coming out of their helmets. It was actually CO2. It was leaking into their helmets. They each got ill. Yeah, that's not good. This is great. Now... Again, Phil Noir, Ripley, our quasi-detective, just going over this transmission, ones and zeros. (laughs) Jonesy! I'm still amazed how they could get a cat into space. He sleeps. I mean, if they can get humans into space, I guess. Sure. Sleeps with one of them. Again, Jerry Goldsmith's score. Very simple, light. It's not overpowering. No. But it sends up a feeling of potential Eer- menace. Eerie. Dread. I love the sunset in the background. The breathing. It's a great shot. 
as is that. I love the three little dots of light in the bottom right, sort of kind of right there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Now, this ship has become more familiar by Prometheus, and we'll see it again from the trailers anyways. I haven't seen Covenant, but it's in Covenant as well. It's handheld footage. What's happening here... What's happening here is the equivalent of losing cell phone signal. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> Again, look how tiny, they're tiny specks. <laughs> Which one it is. And why is he so anxious? Why is he so interested? Oh, Ash. I would have loved to have been on that set. Uh, they're, they're, they're helmets. They're helmets. It's not enough light source. Yeah. That's an interesting cut right into yeah. what they're looking at. In the hallway, a lot of H.R. Geiger. We get a really great glimpse of uh, what's to come from a design standpoint. Now, the, one of the writers, Dan O'Bannon, prior to Alien, he worked on a movie called Dark Star, which was directed by John Carpenter, science oh, fiction movie okay. as well. He's impassioned by the genre. And he basically wanted to do a, a monster movie. <clears throat> uh, concept of alien which you know i was talking with one of our fans at some point and he mentioned alien is a, a b movie and when you think about it it's a creature feature but i think through the writing directing acting elevates it to a much bigger movie more thematically than a b movie. yeah more than a b movie yeah even ridley scott himself had said what was great about his actors is that they all took it seriously. You know, any kind of wink nudge, then it goes into B-movie territory. Right. But you got to sell the fact of who these are and the desperation that they end up in. And they're all awesome. How scary it is yeah. to not know. Could you imagine, happening? like, just being in this house, like being on this set? It would be so cool. It would be cool. And here's our first peek at the space jockey. That's like runaway. <laughs> yeah. Runaway. What is this ship? Kind of looks like a gun. 
They're like, that's the barrel. Yeah, everybody, you know, that was one of the things that everybody talked to Ridley Scott and even Sigourney Weaver. Are you ever going to go back and tell us, like, what is that thing? What is it? <laughs> What's inside And hence, Prometheus, right. And that's how uh, Prometheus, in a sense, was born. This is great, too. It's bent outward. Mm. Something came out. <laughs> yeah. First sane She's words. Smart. <laughs> She's smart. smart. She's the audience. Listen to the Let's woman. Let's get out. skeletal form right. of what's to come. Now, if this doesn't make you feel uneasy, like the first time you watch this... No, it should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love this. Again, our detective ciphering things together, and one person is keeping her from sharing this information. Is it just like you always had that one person who who will just like push right. against you? Yeah. And again, it's all part of this submersive badness going on. And how's it all going to come together? It's a great shot. Again, look how tiny he is. Yeah, you you get the (laughs) scope, the size, the actual, you know, awareness. A lot of these smoke effects are done with dry ice. Uh, dry ice is yep. great. And that's under the water? Yeah. It's liquid form on this planet. Uh-huh. And, again, what is this ship? Why is it transporting these eggs? Is this a weapon? What is this? The ship that comes with a warning. It's even the sound. It's like the closer you get to it, there's yep. like something's telling you. Whoops. This humming. Oh. Ow. Oop. Oop. First step is a doobie. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> Just a slope. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking of, for a woman who doesn't like horror movies all that much, you and I have gone to like three together. <laughs> and we're <laughs> seeing this. <laughs> 
I know. I don't like the cheap scares, you know? It's not fun for me. <laughs> oh, the first look at our egg. It's like there's always that one person who's too curious. Yeah. Like, they're usually the first to die. Curiosity does kill the cat. He'll literally. <laughs> this, I love the translucency of yeah. this. There's something inside. That's apparently Ridley Scott's hand doing the, the jiggering. And there's liquid that's Ooh. sort of sweating upwards. It's an egg, a shell. Yeah. Ooh, there it goes. So you notice how it just goes completely dead silence. That's where the scares come in. Jumps. Ooh. Now, folks, I urge you to do this at home after you're watching this. Go back to that scene, too, and freeze frame it and go still frame on your Blu-ray player because that scene is really cool as to how it's edited and put together. It's awesome. It's I bet. Use technology to your advantage. Even back then. Yeah. I mean, that's some great editing. Now, some great dynamics. And in a f now he's all excited. Yeah. And Ripley, usually in a film noir, you have one person who has a badge of honor and moral. They're, they're, they're a good moral compass. Ash does not. <laughs> right. And it's Love that. Listen to Ripley. She's so calm about it, too. Yep. Oh, Ugh. the science officer supersedes, yep. and she's second in command. to the ship. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It's just like finger claws. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. 
coming up to a deleted scene that's in reinserted. Okay. It's right here. This was inserted in. This is all improv. Boom. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver had no idea she was going to get belted like that. <laughs> now, I want you to watch something that's really funny. Now, when we go back outside the med bay, look at Veronica Cartwright, and then look at Sigourney Weaver, they're both tending to their wounds. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see her rubbing her hand like, oh, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but Sigourney Weaver had no idea that she was going to get slapped in the face oh, at it's all. It's good acting. <laughs> and I think it's, it's not a superfluous like scene. Tight, it's grasping. Yep. Even around the neck. Look, look at her rubbing <laughs> her hand. And pretty soon Sigourney's going to rub her face. <laughs> what the hell did you do? Being in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it's a great scene because it shows the emotion that's going on. It's definitely not a superfluous deleted scene just thrown back in to add time. No, it's just like emotions running high. We saw a similar machine in Prometheus. We did, yeah. <clears throat> when Numeri Rapace's character finds out that she's impregnated and she does her, her self-abortion. Self yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, her self-scan and... Realizing. Now, why? Person who's too curious. <laughs> why be too hasty? Oh, look at that look. Ugh. Give it a close up of it. And the first thing they ooh Ugh. smells. Yep. Oh. Melted. Look how powerful it is to go through so many levels. Yeah. That looks some like 
ADR there that was not synced up right. You look at it. Level, just a drop. Yeah. Again, our engineers. And we have a slight change here in our, there's going to be a slight change in, in soundtrack pretty soon. We're going to go from Jerry Goldsmith to, to classical music. confrontation coming up again. Lines of dialogue. Wait, His use of space, lighting, and shadow. Yeah, I really like it. You can see the depth. Shuts it all off. Basically, <laughs> he's explaining how this thing is growing and what it can become. How it, li how it lives. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Huh. Conveniently. 
How she's putting him in his place. Yeah. And again, when you're talking about film noir, your your honorable character is coming up against someone who's not abiding by rules. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's great because since the moment they left the ship, he was protecting this. He was urging them on. And you, the moral character, I don't want you going out there. No. Captain. Something's happening. Oh, classical music. Very yep. good. I believe he was a model turned actor, Tom Skerritt. Oh, it's gone. Take your eye off of it, and then it leaves. It could be anywhere. Again, silence, breathing. And where is it? See, even this angle, it shows like a voyeuristic is like looking right. in the room. Well, it it, it could be like the viewpoint of the alien. Yeah, exactly. They're looking in. You know, which we found out to be sort of a MacGuffin. It's a nice cheat because we don't know where that angle is and what it's being hidden by. Could it be the alien down there? Right. It's a great shot, though. Yeah. That's a cheap scare, <laughs> but it's <Exactly>. awesome. <laughs> These cheap scares, I don't like them. <laughs> that's one. No, actually, that's two. Yeah, it shut the door just in case. <laughs> yeah, let's trap ourselves in the same room. But you don't want to get out. Whatever it is. <laughs> Again, we're going into the darkness. Don't ever go we're looking darkness. for something. And you can see how the design was actually influenced from 2001, where the computers are almost antiseptic. Yeah. It is a med bay, too. It is. Well, ah! Ugh. Ugh. Put something over it, you know, <laughs> and trap it. <laughs> Great oysters, anyone? Because <laughs> that's what it is. Put it it's on oysters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> A little cocktail sauce, some lemon. Oh, 
biological, physiological makeup of it. Oh, yeah. There's like organs there. And how you make the ordinary an yeah. oyster look unordinary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have like mask on or anything. <laughs> Their face is like right next to it. Thank you. Oof. It's a great sin. <laughs> Ooh, smart. The company. Already the tension is building, <laughs> and we still don't really know anything. <laughs> They're leaving, but with the thing on mm -hmm. it, I would just, like, take it yeah. and throw it back out. <laughs> oh, I'd jettison it into space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, as a kid, I used to build models. I was okay, not the best, especially when it came to the painting. But to know that this was people's jobs uh -huh. to put these <laughs> things together, that, that's awesome. I'm glad that people like J.J. Abrams sort of kind of going back to that, right. building models. I like that. Great. It is an art form. Truly. Bodily. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm just amazed that they left with it. Oh. You know? Yeah. They, they left with the creature on board. Yeah. <laughs> right. with that thing on it. Ten months. Right. 
Alec is awake. Yeah. Cool scene because there's this level of uncomfort. Look at Veronica Cartwright. Like, they don't know how to react, in a sense. Even the audience doesn't know how to react, really. Classic scene here, because this is probably the only time, well, it's the last time in the movie where there's any jocularity, where they're actually... Any humor. And look at the reactions of each of them, particularly Ash. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, again, when I talked about still framing, scene coming up couple of things. A, outside of John Hurt, Ridley Scott, and the crew, they knew what was going to happen. These actors did not. Particularly Veronica Cartwright. And I'll get to the still framing. If you still frame this scene, and you do it, you stop it at right, just the right moment, you can actually see the apparatus when his shirt blows up. So they're all like, what is he doing? Like, they knew he was going to die, not yeah, how. Not they didn't how. know what was going to happen. So as actors, they had to play yeah. off of that. So their reactions right now are real. <laughs> yeah. Watch. Watch this reaction. She got sprayed. Oh, she did. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course the scientist wants to know what it is. Another thing to note. Who who protects it? <laughs> we just let it go. Yep. Look at look at Tom Skerritt's face. What the hell just there happened? Now we have that board. Look at his. It's interesting to know as a as a fetus or whatever you want to call it. It's 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 color, sort of flesh tone. Yeah. Skin tone. It's easier to blend in. Yeah.
Stephanie Kane. Yeah, now that Joe's in it. <laughs> Goodness, after someone already died. Now things have been ramped up a bit. Now everybody's attention has has gotten. Well, now they know their life is at stake. Of course he has. Yeah, that's very handful, handy right now. See, I feel like this movie does a great job of, like, setting up the lamb for slaughter. Sure. Killing off one by like one. ten little Indians, yeah, almost. Yeah, definitely. It's like, who's the next one to die? So, again, something's wrong. Something was fixed. Thought you fixed this, but we did. Circuit's burnt out. Something Fatalism. Yep. Great set design. Yeah, it's very cool. It's like everything is to scale. And we don't know exactly what it does, but it looks natural in its environment. <laughs> Ripley's so great. Now, talk about cheap scare. In 79, this wasn't as cliche as it's become today. Yeah. But you throw the cat out at the person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like this movie definitely set the template. Absolutely. Of, you know, creatures, unknown yeah. creatures out in space. It was used in slasher movies and horror so movies, movies beyond. Have, like, afterwards, have like replicated its model. Something's here. 
could be the cat. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, Great stuff. Damn, damn Jonesy. It's <laughs> <That's> a cheap <laughs> scare. It's three. <laughs> damn cat. Could be the death that's, of you. That's oh. dogs. <laughs> And again, th that technique, you know, Halloween 2, Friday the 13th oh, movies, yeah. every other slasher movie. Like, you always get s those cheap scares with cats. Cats. Very rarely do you get it with dogs. Cats pounce and hiss. They hiss at you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> That's great stuff. Oh, I hear them. We're actually coming up to a scene, too, that's uh, been put into this. It lasts but a few seconds, but it's really cool. But if you blink, you could miss it. It's a great close-up of Harry Scared Dean. Scared number four. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good close-up, though. So, yeah. They used anamorphic lens, too, for this movie. Which it looks amazing on a big screen. Yep. Oh. Damn cat. Oh, cats, man. Where are you going? Uh-oh. What the? Ew. Huh. Hear like a subtle heartbeat kind of. You can hear that, yeah. It's great sound design. Oh. Now going into this room, people always ask Ridley Scott, "Why is it raining?" It's like oh, condensers. They're in a ship. Yeah. So I don't. Who cares? Air. It looks good. <laughs> it does. You don't really. Precipitation. The carrying ore. <clears throat> that wind chime effect. That's a nice pad up though. Yeah. And the blue. And the chains too. Yep. Another sign effect. There's a great scene, uh, again, coming up. Uh, Harry Dean, uh, uh, he improvised. Ridley Scott was like, that's, uh, thank you for giving that to me. And within that scene comes the additional scene yeah. that's put in there. That's a cool shot, though. Yeah. With the, the water coming right down to the lens. Mm -hmm. And here's the scene where he takes off his hat. Uh, nope. The pause that refreshes.
look, look what's hanging up in the rafters. Yep. That's nasty. It's just awesome. It's scary. And though. if you blink, you miss it. Was it in the original? But it's Does there. it add anything? Yeah, for me, it's just cool. Yeah. It's a cool shot. Knowing that it's there. It's yep. Just So it likes water. Mm -hmm. Dark. Yeah. Dark, cold. It's okay. Yep. This is now. How did they get the reaction from the cat? That's about to happen. They didn't put him yeah. in a. They had a. Look, it's even bigger. It's bigger. They had a, a German Shepherd behind a cardboard thing. So oh. when they wanted it, they lifted it up. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See, it Damn. had time to grow. Way to go. What? Yeah. Boom. Oh. Goodbye. Now this is great. It just lifts him and goes up. And you don't know where he went? Yep. It's that powerful. It can lift you up. So he gets lifted up. This is great. Because, yep, pulls what? down. Yeah. Raining now it's raining blood. red. Damn cat. Because of the cat. That's two people dead. Yep. So we know how it's getting place to place. Kane's son, he says. <laughs> Burn it. And again, our character with the moral compass, Sigourney, yeah. volunteers to step in. <clears throat> like a camera iris yeah. is to be. Uh, it's tremendous. Uh, He's actually crawling in with a flamethrower. And it's the only lighting that, that we get of Dallas. Like legit practical lighting. Yep. Oh, 
I love that shot. Ooh, closing in. Get that feel of suffocation. Yep. And claustrophobia. Yeah. Everything's something's closing in on Dallas. It's Ugh, so even cool. in like in a, yeah. a tunnel like this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, but I wouldn't want to be in there. Oh, the first time I saw this movie, this scene. <laughs> it's the definition of building suspense. Don't think that can close on yep. you, though. That's scary. Now, Tom, make sure you're holding that light. <laughs> <laughs> right. This close-up on her. Yeah. And the music. Oh, the that doesn't set effect. an atmosphere of pessimism, fatalism. Only light source. And basically, what we're afraid of here is for Dallas's life, of course, and finding the alien, but beeps. Little blips on yep. on a screen. <laughs> a perfect shot. Awesome. Ooh. Descending to a lower mm -hmm. level. And whoops. You're not reading it right, man. Huh. Oh, it's Ugh. definitely there. Yep. Well, something was here. Ugh. I want to get at it. That's, it's so well done. Love this. Look at his face. Not that way. Not the other way. <laughs> there it is. Cheap scare. Not, I say not a cheap scare. That is a scare that's earned. Yeah. You were built, built, built up there to that. Is. And like it even had hands at yep. you.
got the emotional one. Shit. Huh. <laughs> Got the brute strength. She's so good. See, that's what you get when you have to deal with civilians, you know? And again, this is where Sigourney is so tremendous in this role, because she takes command over with this calm reserve, but she can be stern. She's a... <laughs> Love this. Notice how his back is to us. This entire dialogue as she talks about mother. <laughs> we see him in shadow and his back. Yep. Coward. Just what a villain in a noir movie does. Hides in the shadow. Yeah. She's taking over. All right. Now, right there just sets up that Ash knows something. Because spe she specifically asks about Mother. And he's the science officer. See, and Ash also knows, like, he was wrong. Well. Know? The error of his ways. Well, Ash knows a lot. More than our hapless crew, than Nostromo, unfortunately. But this is a really now our detective is coming to the meat of yeah. of It'd the mystery. For some reason, Dallas never got this far. Yeah. Science officers, eyes only. Yep, which she's going to get. Expendable. So. Uh, yep. And hence our film noir aspect. There's an underlying current of something bigger involved that's evil. They were yep. purposely sent to that planet, purposely rerouted, not because of any signal per se, yep. just purposely. And again, if you tie it into what well, hopefully the prequels are going to get to. As to how this happened, but the company knew all along that something was there. 
<clears throat> yeah, the fact that they had like no consideration for the crew, they're expendable. Yeah. Yeah. And Ash knew all along. Yep. That's why he was okay with yep. it. Trapping her in. Oh, he's sweating milk. Actually, it's it's. Oof. Yep. <laughs> oh. Uh. Even for first-time viewers, you're like, what the hell? He's sweating milk. Which is actually water with I white like, color. I like that uh, camera shot, though. Just moving around him. So good at being human. Yeah. I love how like, oh, no one else is there. Huh? Like, no one else is there to be like, oh, what are you guys up to? You know? Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Now, now people show up. Oh, the scene. There it goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Such an amazing reveal. Oh, and the first time you're watching this, you're like, oh, uh. wait, we got an alien and a robot? What? The alien is in the body. Crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't ever get that close to it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's quite the gruesome death. Yeah. For an android. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, those, that piece of dialogue literally goes through all the remaining Alien movies, the sequels after this, particularly Aliens, really harps upon that, the weapons division wanting it. Paul Reiser's character, Burke, is all about bringing the alien back. He's a pretty good robot, especially for back then. It's a great scene, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Ooh. 
glad I don't drink milk. <laughs> <laughs> does the body good? <laughs> Apparently it doesn't. <laughs> Some great dialogue here. Some good exposition. And it's not wasted words. It's just gross to look at. <laughs> oh, the poor Nostromo. Corporate greed. You guys are not priorities. This scene wasn't creepy enough. The expression on his face coming up. <laughs> now think about what we just learned. The company knew. The company yeah. knew. That they were going to Ash die. knew. He was put on the Nostromo. Like there was such a smirk at the end yep. of that. And it's a robot. So again, fitting into film more, they were sent there. Ash knew where they were going. It's a good scene right here. This melting scene is great. Yep. It's all fake. They're surprisingly calm for learning that they were set up. You know, like, I, th I think the regular human, but there are some explosives out there. <laughs> Explosives. So the mystery's been solved. Now it's just a question of survival. Yeah. Okay. Now they're just on a mission to get out. So now the movie has changed where our, happily, our, our, our heroes have to run for their lives, basically. <laughs> While still this thing of dread hangs over them. Like, and we have a time. Now we're setting up a time limit. Yeah. Now we don't. We, they don't even know where the alien is. Nope. So. Not at all. 
And again, our, our crew is somewhat separated. But the deck took four yeah. people. They could carry the, four, yeah? Hmm? The, their pod shuttle thing could carry yep. four? It can carry three. Can and carry uh, three. So and Jonesy will sleep. Wobler <laughs> has to die. <laughs> Jonesy, that damn cat. <sighs> nope. Again, there's no music. We're just hearing background sound. They're just trying to get out. Building suspense. Heartbeat. Blue lighting. Blue lighting. <laughs> the Cameron blue. Oh. oh. It's a nice technique, too, that the comm channels are open so they can hear one another. Because right. it comes very integral. People's locations, people's status. It's like it's not worth it trying to find a cat. <laughs> a cat. And this is the room where it all began, <laughs> where that transmission happened. Well, the AC is working. Did you hear or <laughs> <in> the movie? <laughs> <laughs> darn! Uh, darn Damn cat. that darn cat! God, <laughs> Now I got you. Going in your crate. You're going to like it. I just jettisoned out into space. <laughs> it's not worth it. Oh, I'm not, not happy. All right. Ooh. Look at that shadow. Yeah. All in a spot. Impending doom. It's great. There's some clever editing coming up that I just learned about myself. You hear the audio. Now, in the script, Lambert meets her demise. She actually has a heart attack. She crawls away and she dies of fear. Ugh. They added this because, well, obviously it's more ominous. Now, notice the color pants she's wearing. Well, I think she's just stunned in fear. She's petrified, obviously. She can't move. Like, what do you do? <laughs> There's nowhere for her to go. Uh. Love that turn. Oh. It's like a two for one. 
Oh, like the close up. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at that move. Oh. <laughs> now, apparently, yeah. this is Harry Dean Stanton back earlier. Ugh. And all you do is hear. We never see what happens to Lambert, actually. It's like, but like and that leaves that open to the audience's oh. imagination how scary and, and terrifying and it was. It was a form of rape, it's actually been called. Really? Um, and again, her legs with the tail coming up between. It's actually, uh, it's clever editing. It was, that was um, Harry Dean Stanton's legs back when he uh. died. But yeah, since they dead. revised and revamped the script for Lambert to die that way, it was just clever editing. Poor Parker. Split in two. Split personality. All right. We having any cool comments? Anybody uh, watching along with us? Uh, let's see. Just a couple of people saying they haven't seen this film. So really? They haven't watch seen it. it. Awesome. Watch it along with us. Watch it along. That's why they call it a watch along. <laughs> Danger. Danger. It's only free. Danger. <laughs> yeah, what you're about to do. Press all these buttons. No bueno. <laughs> At least it's good to know that sound design and and know that there are safeguards. It's not just a switch that's going to blow up the ship. Like you have to go through a lot of steps. Manually set it up. But when time is of the essence and some alien creature is on your back, (laughs) danger. Now, that sound is used in Blade Runner, which Ridley Scott is right here. Listen, now we're coming up to another deleted scene reinserted into the film. You hear the moaning. This is actually a very famed deleted scene. Ugh. It sounds terrible. Ugh. Like a bad night at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> bad clowns? Oh. Look at that shot. Oh. Uh, 
dead. of his misery. Uh And it's a good thing she trained with a flamethrower in this movie because she gets to use it again a lot (laughs) in Aliens. (laughs) She knows how to use it. Yep. Just like, just keep running. That's what's slowing you down. All right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, what would I need that for? Whoops. His use of lighting in this scene is awesome. All right. They they added a few frames to this. Alien and I feel the same way. Damn, cat. Countdown's not helping. (laughs) And again, talking about the complexity of turning it on while shutting it off. While all this was, like, going on at once. Four, three. (laughs) Oh. She sort of reprises that line again in Aliens. Get away from her, you bitch! It's like, oh. She's the only one Damn it. 
It's an amazing shot. And it's like, <laughs> do I have to overcome this obstacle? Yep. What am I going to do? You have to. Oh, Ooh. cheap scare. Way to go, Ridley. <laughs> That's a good one. There it is. There's another one. I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> we are, in a sense, in a haunted house. Essentially, yeah. You don't know what's lurking. Don't know what's around the corner. (laughs) Damn, why do you care for the cat? Like, your life is more important right now. She donates big to PETA. <laughs> Even the alarm system, you know? <laughs> Scary. Whoops. <laughs> Oof. Ooh. No cats were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> well, that's a shame. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's like, thank you, I know. So at the beginning of the movie, uh, just as a quick reminder where I said when uh, uh, when Kane wakes up. Yes, the arm. Okay. I said that as a reminder to myself and a reminder of you folks. Because we're going to talk about something, and I want everybody's opinion on it. Marissa, I want your opinion on it. Because it's something that's actually been debated. At least she got out so far for now. And... Get away. Get ready for it. Again, movie was made today, that explosion would look a hell so of a lot better. different, but it works. A flash of it's light, fine. you can understand yeah. that. Now, this actually is shaky cam. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Also, there's no sun in space, so. (laughs) Here is an homage again to 2001, that little split screen. Okay, so now Ridley Scott talks about this a lot. This is technically the end of the movie. It's the end of the third act. Until. <laughs> nope. Spoke too soon. Now we're sort of kind of entering into what Ridley Scott calls the fourth act. Yeah. In 1979, uh, movies, this was really not done. 
Like a movie, yeah, this a movie is where it would have been an ended. But Ridley Scott wanted more. Like it can't end that way. And easy. he uses cues. It is. Well, was it even? But now we're using some cues to say it's going to go on a little more. What's going to happen? And there's that cue. Survives. It's not all right. Yep. She spoke too soon. Continuing to go. Pause. The fourth act. You can say, in a sense, that it's the original button. Like, except with the no credits and then going back to something. Right. Like the bookend. It's like the bookend. And horror movies use this time and time again. Whether it's a Friday the 13th movie where everything looks like it's done and Jason pops up out of the lake. This is what Ridley Scott wanted in this movie. That's a big litter box. (laughs) (laughs) It's not made for a cat. (laughs) Okay. So again, if you're watching this for the first time, you're like, what's what's going on? Why is this movie still going? (laughs) What's going to happen? Okay, remember, again, his arm that comes up. Uh-huh. Okay. And Ash actually says Kane's son, right? So here's, I have a theory about what's happening here. And what's the theory? Well, tell you in a sec. Let it play out. <gasps> what just popped up? It's now. An arm. <laughs> There he is. My theory is is that the alien is sleeping. (laughs) People argue that he's not sleeping. I was like, well, what the hell else is he doing? (laughs) I go, he's not, what? what? He's like, I I fooled you. (laughs) I got you now. He's, well, and here's another, okay, so the arm, if he is a descendant of Cain, right? Right. That was a trait where his arm flops out. He's sleeping. Like, he knows his prey is there. Why wouldn't he just attack? But other people have other ideas. What are those other ideas? Oh, well, you know, saving her, teasing. Like, you know, we know that the alien is probably smart enough to know that this is off the ship, right? Right. Uh, It's got high intelligence. Now, here's another argument coming up to why I feel that it's sleeping. You said it's sleeping yeah. and, and in a couple of seconds we're going to see what I believe to be an actual yawn <laughs> like I don't know what else it could be but people say well you know she's trapped I can eat her later uh, she, she ain't going anywhere I was like that doesn't make sense because he, it can't fly a ship it's not so intelligent that we know it can fly a ship yet right You know what's amazing about that shot? Oh, here's the yawn. 
<laughs> what else is that? It's got to be a yawn, right? It's waking up. So what was great about that shot from below is there weren't pen light cameras back then. Right. The cameras are huge. They had to like stick it in the corner. <laughs> like this shot right here. It knows if it's awake. It knows. She goes into the suit for protection, right? Kind of a slow burn scene as well. And again, what else can it be doing if not sleeping? I think sleeping. And I'll go back to the argument. When Kane wakes up, his arm does this, much like the alien's arm flops out. Goes back into the room with it. <laughs> Improvised, brought up doing something to distract herself to calm herself down. See, she's like lucky. See, lucky. it's like a bed. It's a big yeah, bed. Like, it's just sleeping. Like it knows that its prey is there. If only she had that. She still has the flamethrower on her. Mm -hmm. so. yep. <laughs> yep. Wrong button. Okay. Let's just try every single one. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there it is. That should do it. Yeah. Uh, she pissed the it gas off. and the strobe effects are amazing. Yeah. She pissed it off. Ooh, she made it angry. There we go. Now it stands up. There's a guy in there, actually, who's seven feet tall and was thin enough to fit in this suit. Oh, I can imagine. It had to have been sleeping. But, like, just to see the silhouette of it is, yes. is really creepy. Oh, and look at it in the, the flexion Ooh. coming up. It's great cinematography. Turn around. Crazy. Yep, and that's a famous shot. Yeah. Oh! It is. Boom. Grappling hook. Go! Now it's just dangling. <laughs> Ooh! Great scene right here. Basically, light and water. Light it on fire. Incinerate it. And they're like, why is it raining from the engine? And Ridley Scott's, it's plasma. It's a plasma engine. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, how else are you going to kill it? Yeah, it's a plasma engine. It's the future. 
now our fourth now. act. <laughs> Down the music And swells. even the music, <laughs> yep. Third. I said second in command earlier. Third. Yeah. Her famous monologue. Hmm. You think so? Signing off. Alien has influenced alive. so many other movies and horror movies, the, the like, and even has been parodied. You know, John Hurt went back for Spaceballs, Mel Brooks, oh, and he, yeah. re- he yeah, redid that did. scene. <laughs> and it's a great line. The diner. <laughs> oh, no, not again. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it uh, the movie still works today. Uh, it does doesn't need to be enhanced with digital effects. And, you know, really hoping, hoping that Alien Covenant uh, really goes to what we're looking for. Prometheus was this movie that I was so looking forward to. A little, there was a little bit of switch and bait in the marketing. I thought it was going to be more about it's definitely tied, this, so. you know, but, uh, you know, but, but, but. Ridley Scott is always, you know, he and Sigourney Weaver, uh, and through commentary and interviews, have said many a time, everybody asks me, how did the, that ship get there? How did the, well, where did they come from? And hence that, uh, you know, Ridley Scott, uh, who, you know, loves the film uh, and decided to go back uh, and, and do these uh, and do these prequels. So... Uh, I, I know I can't wait. I already have my tickets. Uh, I can't Covenant. wait to Alien Covenant XD, uh, Dolby Atmos, uh, Thursday night at the lovely Playa Vista. I can't wait. Um, I'm going to have to duck out and end our show <laughs> on the technical end. Oh, oh there okay. You go. There's an alien. I don't believe you can. Oh, you can hear it. Oh, that's cool, man. Go. I figure I've watched this movie enough that I would have heard an alien egg, <laughs> but like uh, now tag? I'm staying. Now I'm waiting. Tag to the end of these <laughs> A tag. <laughs> like, not just Stan Lee that does it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, Carlo Rimbaldi, who did some of the, the effects the here, went on to uh, do E.T. and King Kong, the 77 version. It's a very famed uh, mechanics kind of guy. Uh, Wallachi uh, Badejo as the alien uh, as the Animals Unlimited Jones scene. trained by uh, God bless him there you go. <laughs> Dolby Stereo Sigourney was so good. She's so good. And then when you watch Aliens, there's a reason why she was nominated for Best Actress. And that rarely ever happens in a genre thriller science fiction movie, no less. Yeah. Especially this kind of film. Okay. Shh. Shh. (laughs) 
I don't think so. What are you talking about? Uh, I think you made one. that up. Oh, you made that up. Not in this version. <laughs> uh, the director's cut. Not in this version. All right, so Dimitri, All right, you got to go? Yeah, well, you can follow me, folks, at DMovies1701. Thank you so much, Marissa, you know, you being the horror maven oh, of Anatomy of a Movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome the fun you're... one to watch horror it's movies. It's a great movie. <laughs> Where can um, people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow and our Anatomy of a Movie Show at yeah. Movie Anatomy. We and, cover and movies every Friday. You with your, uh, you know, congratulations, by the way. Kudos for the amazing amount of popularity that you've had with your Hallmark channel. <laughs> I mean, it's it's free. Hardies. You and the Hardies. Yes, That's the all I ever see on Twitter about um, you. For those who don't know. It's amazing. Uh, our sister network after Yeah. So uh, congratulations on all of that. And folks, really, thank you very much for doing this watch along. We hope... Hope that you had a good time and hope that you'll walk away and maybe saw something a little bit different uh, in the movie. Uh, if you've seen it as many times as I have, maybe you were able to view it in a different light. Get it? Film noir. <laughs> um, hope you had a good time. Uh, we're going to do some more of these because these are fun. Uh, I hope you had fun. Until uh, next time in Anatomy of a Movie, which is coming up soon. Let us know we'll your thoughts on Alien. Yeah, Alien. And then, of course, we're going to be doing Alien Covenant. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah, we so until then, folks, thanks. Bye, guys. Signing off. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.